really matters? That might be the most important question you can ask. So let's talk about it. Welcome to What Really Matters, Everyday Spirituality with Karen Wyatt. I want to thank you for joining me here again today. I have had a week off in this podcast in order to do some self-care. I've decided to take one week off a month in my podcasting, partly because I've been dealing with a lot of stress-related illness Um, really all of this year off and on. I've had multiple different illnesses and injuries and I've realized I need to do a better job of caring for myself and taking time out to, first of all, just treat myself and love myself, but also to work on myself. And I realized I was letting myself get way too busy and way too wrapped up in the work that I've been doing, and I've been neglecting some of the healthy habits that I need to have in my life in order to stay healthy. So that's why I'm, I'm taking some self-care breaks every month, and I'll be reporting on how that goes for me over time. And uh, maybe that's something you'll consider doing for yourself as well, if you, like me, tend to overwork at times. Last week when I was taking my time off, I did a lot of journaling and reflecting. And one thing that kept popping into my mind that I always say to myself and think to myself is, I'm just trying to be a good person. I just want to be a good person. And so the topic that I'm discussing today is what does it actually mean to be a good person? I started exploring that and writing about it because I realized I just somehow took it for granted that that some part of me knew what a good person was like, uh, and I didn't have to really think about the definition of that. But as I sat down to explore deep within me, what do I think it means to be a good person? I uncovered that most of what I think about about being a good person or whether or not I am a good person came from the earlier days of my younger life when I was heavily involved in religion. And that religion really defined for me what a good person is and that I have held on to a lot of those definitions and those beliefs without realizing it, even though I left the religion behind and I um, deconstructed from a lot of other beliefs that were part of that religion, one thing that is still operative in me are some of the thoughts about what it takes to be a good person. So I really explored some of those old, old beliefs of mine as as I was taking a look at this about, am I a good person or not? And what do I think that means? And here are some of the things that I found that came from that old religious training that was really like heavily pounded into me week after week during all those years that I was that I was part of a religion. And here I I will read off for you some of the aspects of what I was taught could make me be a good person. First of all, just to follow the rules. There are certain rules about how you behave, what you can do and can't do, how you should treat other people, how you should think and talk. 
And the most important thing to be good is to follow the rules that other people have determined and set out for you. Of course, in all the rest of my life, I no longer believe that at all. But I realize there's still a part of me inside that is trying so hard to keep following the rules. And even though consciously, my higher consciousness has transcended all of that, and I no longer talk about that to myself, there's still a part of me inside carrying a wound from those earlier days that thinks it's wrong to break any of the rules that were taught to me. And so these are some, these other beliefs about being a good person are come from those rules. Like, first of all, don't ever hurt or offend anyone. And again, I still adhere to that. I don't want to ever intentionally cause pain or harm to another person. But this rule that comes from the outside of me negates the fact that sometimes when I'm being me and being true to myself, other people may feel hurt or may feel offended when I'm just being my best self. And I can't hold myself responsible for that. Because, because then I am a complete slave to the opinions and desires of other people, uh, which is in some ways how I have operated much of my life, always trying to figure out, well, what do other people want me to do? What do other people think I should do? What do other people like? Um, what will they like me for if I behave in a certain way? What What is it that will keep them from judging me or feeling hurt by me? So the idea of not hurting or offending anyone, when it comes from an external rule, it negates my ability to be my own person and my own self and have my own motivations and my own inspiration within me. So again, uh, I don't want to intentionally hurt or offend anyone. And I adhere to that. And I believe that. But I have to be free of the responsibility of someone else being offended by me just being me and living, living my life. Another belief that comes from this rule-based religion that I was part of is to be helpful whenever anyone needs you. And I clearly, totally have lived by that most of my life, saying yes as much as possible if anyone asks me for help or asks me to do something, and being very willing to step up and do things for other people, but without any regard for my own capacity to actually do the things I'm saying yes to without any regard for my energy level or my health or my own self-care. So that belief that was implanted in me so many years ago continues in some way to influence how I handle situations when, when someone in need of help comes to me, that belief kicks in and I find myself saying, yes, I will do that. I can help you. I'll be there for you. Um, instead of stopping for a moment to find out, actually, can I, do I have the capacity? Do I have the time or the energy? Or is that even good for me to offer my help? 
So I'm sharing with you the old belief, but how I need to be expanding upon those old beliefs in order to heal them and, and see them in a new way. Also, and I've talked about this before, my old beliefs that were taught to me included be positive and don't express any negative emotions. Don't be angry. Don't be spiteful or jealous or greedy or lustful or lazy. All of the the deadly sins. Don't experience any of those things. And so I learned very early on to repress emotions and not act on them or show them to other people. And in some ways, when we get to higher consciousness, we actually learn how to, how to manage our emotions so that they don't control our outward behavior. But the problem is when we repress emotion, instead of acknowledging and embracing our emotion, we don't really learn how to handle it. We learn how to shove it deep inside where it just lies simmering and boiling and waiting for an opportunity to explode. So I see how I still have old messages inside of me that judge me and make me feel bad if I become aware of negative emotions coming up inside of me and I need more work on that. I also uh, had instilled in me a work ethic that says you should work hard until the work is done. And that work is where your value lies. Work is your contribution to the world. Work is your worth. And your life is worthwhile if you do your work well and you do work diligently. And so that message was very firmly implanted in me. And Again, another factor that causes me often to overwork, to say yes to too many projects, to take on much more than I can handle, um, but in the desire to be a good person, it, it's I somewhere deep inside of me, I've had the idea that it's necessary to work that hard and to always show up and always work as hard as I can, regardless of how I'm feeling, in order to be the good person that I want to be. And then um, also from my religion, I was taught to put others ahead of myself. And then, of course, the next step put to put God ahead of others. So that was the hierarchy that I was taught back then. But self is at the bottom of that of that hierarchy. Self comes last and that any emphasis on self-care or self-love is, is selfish. And I've been working now, um, as you've heard in previous podcasts, quite a bit on self-compassion and self-love. I've been working to overcome those ideas that it's not okay to take care of myself, but I understand that there is still a message lingering deep inside of me that says uh, self-care is not the right thing. I should not be taking time out. I shouldn't be taking a nap, shouldn't be taking a day off. I should be working harder. There's still a part of me that is judgmental and critical and blaming for all of these things that I've just talked about. So it's interesting that as I've become 
a more higher conscious person, I'm not so aware of feeling these old beliefs. Of, I'm not aware of them being operative within me. But when I sat down and started journaling and started writing about it, that's when they all began to show themselves and come to the surface. So it told me I'm still being controlled somewhat within by these beliefs. So I sat down today and worked on a list of what are some of the ways that I, I think I can be a good person that is beyond these rules. And I'll talk about a concept from the integral model that I may have explained before, but it's the idea as we grow in consciousness, we are meant to transcend and include our earlier consciousness. And so one of the ways I think of it is our consciousness, you might think of it like a balloon that's capable of expanding to greater and greater dimensions. And each time it expands, it can hold more, the balloon itself holds more air, but our consciousness, which is expanding like a balloon, can hold more perspectives. It can hold more points of view. It has the capacity and the room to hold more wisdom, more knowledge, more love, but also to hold more suffering, to be able to, to contain it and manage it and hold it. Our higher consciousness can manage more of the negative emotions that come up in our lives. And so as we, as we keep expanding in our consciousness, we have a greater and greater ability to take in the world as it is and to really choose how we want to view the world and to view the world as broadly as we possibly can and to view what's happening to us in our lives with as much depth and perspective as we can. So this higher consciousness really helps us when we are suffering or sick or when something goes wrong or we've experienced a loss. It helps us cope and it helps us be resilient. So to grow in higher consciousness, we have to transcend the level we were at previously. So we have to stretch and expand like the balloon. And we have to move beyond the limitations of our beliefs and our vision at the previous level, how we saw the world, what we believed about the world. We have to be able to let go of some of that in order to move into this higher bigger perspective that can see more and take in more of the knowledge and wisdom, take in more love, but also take in more of the suffering that's occurring around us. So I hope that makes sense. But the goal of growing is that we not only transcend where we were before, but we include the best parts, include the good parts of where we were before. So um, let me try to give an example, a very simple example that makes, that might make this make sense. But say when a baby is growing and goes from crawling to walking, that is expanding in their abilities and their level. But 
being able to walk at this new level doesn't mean that the baby is no longer able to crawl because crawling has been transcended but also included. So when it's necessary or helpful, the baby still has the ability to crawl even though it can walk now. And walking is the preferred mode of moving around, but crawling has been included at this new level. So it's still part of that level. So as we transcend to a higher level, it's necessary that we bring along with us the good that came from our earlier levels. The thing is that oftentimes we bring with us some of the bad, some of the hurtful, wounding parts of our previous level, especially if we haven't done enough work to heal those things in the past. So the wounds we have gathered in the past tend to move with us as we expand in consciousness from level to level. As we get to higher levels, it actually gets easier for us to heal the wounds, but it may be sometimes harder for us to recognize or admit that we are wounded. So that's partly what happened to me. I wasn't quite recognizing that I still had these voices inside of me that were reciting the rules and directing my behavior and my choices. And so now that I've become aware of that of that mechanism that's happening, that this wounded part of me is still influencing how I show up in the world. Uh, and I realize I need to heal that so that I can bring the good parts of that earlier training I had with me, but leave behind the wounded, rigid, and hurtful beliefs that were part of that lower level. So here I am at, at, my higher level of consciousness looking back at wounds that happened to me long ago and figuring out how can I transcend them and heal them and transform them. And I described with some of these wounds, um, especially I, I talked about the, uh, the rule to not hurt anyone or offend anyone. And that's actually one of the rules that I've included and brought with me. Yes, I absolutely don't believe that it's okay for me to intentionally hurt another person or be offensive toward another person. But the new aspect of that way of thinking is that I recognize some people may be hurt by things I do or say that, um, and may be offended by things I do or say without me intending to cause pain to them. They may hurt, be hurt or offended simply because I'm being who I am and being my best self and that I cannot judge myself or hold myself back because of that. I can't take responsibility for how other people react to me. And so that's an example of transcending and including. I'm including the part of the good part of the rule that says, don't hurt or offend other people, but I'm viewing it with greater perspective that says, however, I'm not responsible if other people are hurt or offended by something good that I do in the world. So here are some thoughts I jotted down about how I would like to define being a good person now after going through this process and thinking through these old beliefs and working out 
what I can, what I can take with me and how I would define it now. And, and what I want to tell you, this process that I've been working on in my journal of writing all this down and thinking about it, this is the healing process. This actually is the way that we heal these old messages inside of us. I'm not saying that it will heal instantly, but it, the healing process has begun. And now that I've become aware of those old messages inside, I will spot them right away. I'm much more able to see them right away as soon as they pop up and they're operative. I will be able to look at them and say, oh, no, that isn't that is not how it is. That's how I used to think things were in life, but that isn't quite accurate. Here's how it really is. So uh, let me tell you my little list of things that I think have to do with being a good person. And I think, um, first of all, to be authentic, to be truly who I am, um, who I am at my core, in my heart, we might say, or in my soul, being, being authentic and being honest and real and truthful to who I am. And as I said before, some people might not like who I am. They might not like it when I'm authentic. And some people could be offended by that. Some people could feel hurt by that. But I'm not responsible for those feelings when other people have them. So number one, being authentic and being true to myself. Number two, accepting myself as I am. And what this means is... Accepting myself as I am right now in this moment, while also knowing that I can and will grow and change. This is how things are for me right now, but I'm a work in progress and I'm doing all this important work and learning. So I accept how I am in this moment, but that doesn't mean that I intend to stay stuck where I am right now. It means I'm accepting everything that's here right now, and I'm empowering myself to keep learning things and to keep growing and to keep changing. And each time I do grow and change, I will accept myself also in that moment as as I am. So this is the higher way of looking at self-acceptance. Sometimes people fear self-acceptance is complacency and just saying, this is how I am. It doesn't matter. I'm never changing. But self-acceptance from higher consciousness means I love myself as I am right now, and I love myself as a growing, evolving, learning person who's constantly healing and constantly um, able to look at myself and work on myself. So I'm definitely not staying stuck, not staying just the way I am. I'm embracing and allowing change and excited for change to come. And that is actually the next um, point is to remember that I'm constantly evolving and to keep that in mind. I accept how I am now, but I'm constantly evolving and changing. And so tomorrow I'll be a little different than I am today. I will have learned something. I'll be changing as I go. Um, the next point, and I got some of these, some of these ideas came from this really interesting account uh, I found on Instagram. 
a guy who calls himself the people displeaser. He talks a lot about um, being a people pleaser and how to overcome that. And one of his points is allow yourself to be weird and curious. And um, that's a really big one for me because I am weird. I have a weird, quirky sense of humor that I often hide because I don't think other people would appreciate it or like it. And I'm afraid to have people think that I'm weird. So I hide that all the time. And my daughter tells me like, mom, why aren't you showing your humor? Why aren't you just bringing all of that out? And, um, but that's a big, rule from before is don't ever let anyone judge you as being weird or unusual. You have to be normal like everyone else. And so I picked that up from the people displeaser and I love it. I'm going to be writing about that and thinking about that. How do I show my inner weirdness? He also says to be curious as well. And I really love that idea. And I do find myself to be very curious about life and why things happen the way they do and what's going to happen next. Um, a next idea that I wrote down is to set boundaries and let go of rules. And this was something that um, the people displeaser talked about as well, that sometimes we use rules, we rely on rules to protect ourselves, but rules are rigid and like walls, when what we actually need are to put up boundaries, which are more like fences that you can see through. Um, they provide um, a protective barrier, but they have gates in them that you can open when you need to, and you can see through them and they don't prevent you from having relationships with other people. They just protect you where you need to be protected. And, um, if you need to protect your energy, you have to create a boundary that allows you to protect it and boundaries you create out of self-love out of positive intentions and out of your values of self-care. Um, so I really, really like that idea. And then an, another thing that arises from having healthy boundaries is to learn to say no whenever healthy boundaries tell you this, this is too much. That's, that's too much. I don't have that kind of energy or time. Um, I'm, I don't want to sacrifice that much. And to be able to say no, that's a big thing I'm working on because I oftentimes say yes immediately when someone asks me for something. And um, even when five minutes later, I think, oh, no, I wish I had said no. Um, yes is the first word to come out of my mouth. So what I'm working on right now is to just pause and not say anything. What I or what I answer is, I don't know yet. I need to think about it, because I realize it. It takes me a while to get into my inner wisdom and to look at myself and to find the boundaries and to say, is that is it okay for me to say a yes to that or not? And um, I really liked what the people displeaser had to say that, you know. If you say yes to someone and then end up having to say no or can't deliver on what you said yes to or you don't do a good job, um, you'll be pretty unpopular. 
But if you initially say no to someone or I don't know, and later find out you're able to say yes and able to do easily what someone asked of you, um, it'll go really well. And so how much better is it to be in the position of saying yes at just the right time when you know for sure it is the right answer and the right thing to say? Again, for me, for right now, um, I'm just trying to stop the yes from coming out of my mouth immediately and to convert that into, oh, I don't know yet because I honestly don't. In the moment that I say yes, I have no idea whether I can actually do the thing someone's asking me to or whether or not it's good for me or healthy or right for me. So I'm learning to say, I don't know yet and not answer. And I've done it a couple of times in the last few weeks. So I'm definitely learning that. Um, I'm sharing this with you because this is just what's coming up for me. And this, it's all part of my self-care journey in trying to get healthier physically because I've put myself through a lot the last few years with the work I'm doing. So I'm focusing on rest and caring about myself, setting healthy boundaries, learning how to say no sometimes and continuing to just um, just be gentle and careful with myself. So I hope uh, this will inspire you maybe to take a look back at some of the rules that are still operating under the surface inside of you from training you received when you were very young. And you might still have some of those voices going on as well that you could benefit from looking at. So thanks for joining me today and um, tuning in. I appreciate you being here. Remember that uh, you can help support this podcast to keep it on the air by going to patreon.com slash E-O-L-U if you'd like to join my Patreon team. And you can learn about other ways to support the podcast if you go to eoluniversity.com slash support. There you can buy me a coffee or make a donation using PayPal. And I really, really appreciate that. Uh, I'll be back next week with another episode. And so until then, remember that we're here for love, but it has to start with ourselves. We need to love and care for ourselves first. So face your fear, be ready for whatever life brings you next, and love each and every moment of your very precious life. Bye-bye.